and welcome to Medium Cool, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Austin Glidden, and as always, you can find us on social media by searching Medium Cool Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's facebook.com backslash Medium Cool Pod. You can search Medium Cool Pod on Instagram and we'll pop up, and at Medium Cool Pod on Twitter. You can also email us at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. You can find me, Austin Glidden, at Austin Glidden on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also search Austin Glidden and I'll pop up on Letterboxd. You can also please subscribe, follow, leave us ratings, reviews, anything you can do wherever you're listening to this will give us tons of uh, help or whatever you want to say. Um, I'm kind of flying through this because I'm really excited to talk about this. Joe and I uh, started talking about uh, the Batman. We were going to do it last week, but I was on vacation, of course. So uh, yeah, we did uh, we did it for this week and we go pretty long, but we had a lot to say about it. And actually, the day that I am recording this intro, which is uh, technically Monday, so this episode comes out tomorrow, uh, but we, uh, Charlie and I, the guy that I had on last week, if you listen to the bonus content, uh, we started a wrestling podcast called Last Week in Wrestling, and we just spent uh, way too long, like three and a half hours, talking about uh, a pay-per-view and uh, two weekly shows, and so my voice is tired. So I'm actually not going to keep this intro very long. Um, if you're interested in checking that out, go to the last episode and check out the, uh, it was episode 73, I believe, uh, just the last one, wherever you're listening to this, uh, check out the description, and you'll have all the links to check out Last Week in Wrestling if you're interested. If you're not, and you're just here to listen to us talk about the Batman, Joe and I get into it. Uh, and I'll tell you this, we don't agree on a lot of things here, so you're going to hear a lot of uh, friendly debate between Joe and I. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a chance to see the Batman. I had a really interesting experience uh, when I saw it. I talk about it in our conversation. So all that said, this episode is dedicated to Matt Reeves' 2022 film, The Batman. It came out March 4th. Let's go see what Joe's up to. All right, Joe, we're here. Dude, this is the moment we've been waiting for like this whole year. And mm -hmm. we did our an most anticipated movies of the year. This is on both of our lists. Mm -hmm. uh, we're finally here to talk about Matt Reeves' The Batman from yes. 2022. Are you hyped to have this conversation with me? Yes, I am. Let's say I am. Um, uh, Let's say I yeah. am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with yes. After seeing it, I'm going to go with yes. Um, what I have to say will be a little bit different, um, not necessarily just negative, but it's, um, let's just get into it. Let's just do okay. it. Well, here's the thing. The Batman 2022 directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. It was released May 4th, 2022, but because I was on vacation out of town with my daughter and my lovely wife, uh, we had to wait until this week to discuss it. Uh, it is only in theaters, not streaming at the moment. Um, and, uh, basically this is, uh, this is taking us back. This is kind of a, another reboot of sorts, uh, of Batman. This takes us back, uh, skips the origin story of Batman, skips the death of the parents and all of those things. Um, and it begins in kind of the second year of him fighting crime where Batman not only uncovers corruption in Gotham, a uh, city that connects to his own family, but it also is him facing a character that we haven't seen since Jim Carrey masterfully executed the Riddler back in. <laughs> I don't even remember which fucking movie that was. Batman, Batman and Robin. Forever. Batman, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Okay. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say this is the best rendition of the Riddler uh, on the big screen. Can we say that, or do you disagree? I, I can, yeah, I I think yes. Let's just, just again go with yes. Damn, dude. Okay, he okay. He's not the same as, let's say this. He is very different than Jim Carrey's portrayal. Oh, but, 100%. Yeah, but he's, yeah, let's just go with yes. I, I very well, enjoyed Paul Dano and what he did in this in this role and and the, and the approach they took with him absolutely. You're getting you're getting me way too hyped to get in this. <laughs> I can't fucking read. We have not talked about this prior to this, folks. So yeah. I don't know what Joe's about to say. I can't read his fucking face. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna out myself now. I had a really really great time with this movie. Okay. Um, and great. it's easily top three favorite Batman's. Mm-hmm. So now you know where I stand, okay? Yeah. okay? But before I tell you why, uh-huh. I want to toss it over to you, and I want to ask, Yeah, is this a worthy adaptation mm-hmm. of a new Batman franchise, essentially? Mm-hmm. Or in your mind, is this just a rehash of the gritty old Nolan trilogy? What do you think? I'm going to say yes to both of those questions. <laughs> so that's uh, and and therein lies my my conflict with this movie. There was a lot of things I enjoyed about this movie. Um, I, I thought Robert Pattinson did a fine job as Batman. I thought Paul Dano did a terrific job as as the uh, the Riddler. Uh, there's a lot, man. There's a lot to like about this movie, but also there's I I, I just don't love it. Like I like it. I like it a lot. I don't love it for. A number of reasons. Um, I think first and foremost is yeah, it does do a lot of it is it does feel like Batman Begins light in some ways. It feels it feels a lot smaller than all of those movies. It feels um, it feels small as a superhero film, and it, although in some ways that's a good thing. I you know I, I was saying this is I. The comparison I made in in talking to other people about this is that it kind of reminded me of a daredevil-ish Batman. It's not huge stakes. You know, the the Nolan films, it was, you know, we're going to destroy all of Gotham. And I mean, and that happens. I mean, that that kind of thing happens in this film. But it feels like Batman is 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 a much more... He's a smaller type character. Like what he's like, his goals are maybe a little bit smaller. It seems, it feels like, I mean, although I guess they're not, but he feels smaller as an entity, if that makes sense. He doesn't feel, he's not. And also in the, in the context of today's, you know, larger Avengers slash Justice League, you know, where everything is, you know, worldwide slash universal stakes, you know, where the entire universe is at, you know, Batman's not fighting aliens. He's fighting a couple of thugs. He's fighting a couple of mob dudes and some thugs and, and you know, doing detective work, which is cool and is, you know, it is really neat. But it left me feeling like something in a more modern context, like something is lacking. Like I, I was like, where, you know, like we don't see the flash. Like, where does this guy even fit in with all these guys? Um, do, do we care about that? Should we care about that? I don't know. But I kind of felt like that was missing. And um, we'll probably get into some of it later on. Not too much. I have some third act, um, some issues with the third act. Um, but, you know, there, so I guess I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm what I'm saying. I, I'm going to have to see this another time or two. Um, a lot of a lot of good 
some things that kind of just left, left me feeling like something was something was lacking. Interesting. So tell me this. Tell me this. I'm gonna, I'll ask this question, then I'll get into specifics. Maybe we can start to flesh this out yeah. in terms of how we both feel here. Mm -hmm. um, but do you think that a movie that has a superhero in it needs to be the Avengers? No, absolutely not. Yeah. And and in, in some ways, I, I feel like that's it's unfair to to even make that. But I just feel like this is in, in the era that we're in as many times as we've seen Batman. Um, as many different iterations as we've seen of him, I want to see something that's different. And in some sense, this was a little different. You know, there there was a little more, um, a little more concentration on Batman as the detective. But it was, you know, it and it was in a lot of ways, it was you know a Batman Seven, a Batman version of Seven, um, which was which was cool. You know, it was very cool to see the Riddler as as a strange, you know, serial killer that's you know taunting him. Um, I, I mean, the, the structure is very much like seven, actually, if you watch it, you know, these, these kind of grisly murders and, you know, the, in this case, they're public figures, but they're, um, you know, Batman is trying to close in on him. He's, this guy's leaving clues and riddles. It's, it's a very logical extension. But we've seen most of this already. The, the Nolan films did this to a degree, um, especially the dark night the dark night kind of focused on that a little bit more here and there although it, it felt it felt like something a little different it was it was a little more was a little less um it was a little less authentic i think in those nolan movies like he's he's like setting up the weird machine gun things so he's like analyzing bullet fragments and using high tech you know high tech you know or tech you know technological advancements that are kind of impossible here he's a little more gritty but he's making connects, but the connections he made were relatively simplistic. It was kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm basically, you know, basically I was sitting there reciting back the things that Batman was about to say as, you know, they're like, oh, well, look at this guy. And he's like, oh, well, look, he didn't do this because he's got these marks on his neck or, you know, like whatever it happened. I don't even remember what it was, but I was, I remember in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. That means this. And then Batman's like, that means this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, great. You know, so it's like, it's, and somehow none of the police were picking up on this stuff, but Batman did. And I'm like, well, that seems a little bit disingenuous and, and weird. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's lesser writing quality, but at the same time, it, it's very cool that they were, that they are doing this as, as a, as a tactic and motive for Batman to, you know, as the world's greatest detective, you know, that being one of his taglines, of course, it's something in the movies we haven't seen enough of, um, so I, I had troubles with it, but I still liked it <laughs> as a concept. I felt like just some of the execution was a little lacking. Yeah, it, so that that's kind of the big selling point for me. And I'll talk a little bit about the story here. Um, yeah. Because there are definitely shades of Seven and Zodiac here, that kind of Fincher, uh, yeah. noir-ish style there for sure. And th mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is – it's funny because I, I do see people – compare this um uh, for better or for worse to to Nolan and uh <clears throat> or rather to his Batman trilogy and it's yeah. funny because watching this I went into this thinking man I wonder how how close this will be to those or like how different it will be because mm -hmm. for this to work as a standalone Batman movie I feel like it has to be right it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it can't be gritty or what whatever words and buzzwords you want to use right. but I I just thought like this has to be something different 
Um, and so whenever I start watching it, I, I like no joke, dude, first 10 minutes, I'm like, this is a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, and because this is very much in the noir style as a huge fan of even like classic noir. Of course, it doesn't follow that to that level. But I'm just saying this is very much a noir, whereas Nolan's mm-hmm. is like, how can we try to ground superhero movie? So it's like very yes. much a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And this is um, this is something different. And you could even almost compare it to like Wolverine in the X-Men movies, mm-hmm. like X2 or whatever. And then Wolverine yeah. and Logan. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like it's just two different things. They're not doing the same thing. I think another important thing too with the story, uh, and I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just telling you kind of how how I watched this. I guess Mm -hmm. is this is year two. So Mm -hmm. something that I love about how they treat Batman in this that Nolan never did because as soon as he comes back from fighting the fucking Shadow Clan or whatever the fuck their name is, I forget off the top of my head now. But um, but whenever he like comes back from that, he's automatically like this badass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is fine and believable in that universe. Like, I had no problem. I have other mm-hmm. problems with Batman Begins, though I do love that movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, like, there was that. But with this movie, like, you know, he is not perfect. He mm-hmm. is a much better detective than all the cops in the movie. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but, like, he's not a perfect one yet. Like, he makes a lot of mistakes he in does, the movie, yeah. which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, this grounds Batman in a very different way. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually thought this felt more like a comic book than mm-hmm. like the Nolan ones. Yeah. Um, and it's gritty in a in a completely unique way in terms of Batman movies. You know, I saw some of our critic friends posting. Um, I, one of them posted a meme. I can't remember who, but they posted mm-hmm. a meme which I did laugh at because it was like 1989 me, like yes. <laughs> a grittier Batman. 2004 me grittier batman you know and it's uh-huh. like this whole thing of like each one gets grittier um i i think this is this is true but what that's implying is it's like kind of each one is just another gritty thing but it's yes. funny if you look back i see these as three different categories you have the tim burton ones which mm-hmm. is definitely grittier than the adam west tv series of course yes but it's not the, gritty the at cartoons all and yeah the cartoon yeah at that point batman was something much different I mean, when Jack Nicholson's like murdering folks the way that he does in the first one, that's I get yeah. it. Like, that's dark. Right. right? Sure. Um, but that's very, very like late 80s, early 90s, like comic <laughs> yes. book, like silliness. Right. In mm-hmm. comparison. And then yeah. you get Nolan's, which is a grittier version. It's But mm-hmm. really what I think that term gritty means is it's just a darker, more grounded relatable universe like we can see chicago or Mm -hmm. philadelphia or wherever they shot all the movies you know i know they shot in different places but i'm just saying like all those places we can kind of see that and it looks real and it Mm -hmm. feels real and despite the fact that batman is doing completely unrealistic shit and the joker's doing completely unrealistic shit and so on like Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter because they ground it in a way that we can kind of like believe in right yes yeah this is like very much May, fulfills the triangle to me like it does but but what i what i hate though is that the nolan movies are getting compared to it because these because this one is yet again grounded in a different way though right yeah. so what else do you have to compare this to other than right. nolan's batman like yeah, you're not comparing yeah. this shit to tim burton or right. or, or schumacher, schumacher or whatever uh-huh. so like i just don't see them and we'll talk more about this when we get to specifics i don't see this um, I don't really see them at all uh, overlapping very little. I guess the Venn diagram is yeah. a thin sliver, yeah. and and 
what I love is some of the, it actually reminded me closer because I've read a ton of Batman comics. I'm very, mm. very familiar uh, with that comic world, especially a lot of the one shots that were done. Mm-hmm. I think I've read more Batman than anything, which is funny because sure. I've never considered myself a big Batman fan, but the comics are just fucking awesome. Yeah. So um, I also have played a lot of Batman games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a company called Telltale, and um, they did a Batman series. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a point and click um, type game, and you make a lot of decisions and and so on. But the the whole idea is it was an alternate reality. It was not mm-hmm. actual Batman canon, but okay. it actually broke out where like Batman and the Joker were actually like friends at the beginning. Um, okay. And in based on the decisions you make throughout the game, like the Joker character either starts to kind of break away from you and becomes a rival or mm-hmm. Batman becomes more of a negative vigilante in the city, you know, and, and a lot of interesting things. Again, it wasn't mm-hmm. canon. Do I prefer some of the choices they made? No. But yes. like it was really refreshing and interesting to see a character mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with be in a world that I'm not familiar with them being in, or at least in a story arc. Yeah. And so one of the things in that is that um, the I can't remember who it is. I want to say it was maybe Two Face or a reporter or something mm-hmm. finds out some shit about uh, Thomas Wayne and all of that, and it's very similar yeah. to this movie where mm-hmm. uh, for listeners who may not have seen it yet. Um, a, a large part of the premise is that Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, actually was tied up in a crime syndicate. Um, not not he wasn't a gangster, but he was tied up indirectly. I'll let you learn that as we go on uh, or at least uh, when you watch it. But uh, he was loosely kind of tied to this crime syndicate and uh, people are trying to out this information at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. But this is very similar to like the Telltale Batman series that I played. And that was yeah. something I actually really loved in that game series was them kind of pulling back into this character and forcing Bruce Wayne, who does this whole thing because of what happened to his parents. Yes. And now he has to reckon with the fact that his dad wasn't a great guy. Right. Or at least perfect. Wasn't this perfect guy that he kind of remembers him as. So then you also get the Arkham Batman games. Uh, which are the kind of much grittier, uh, to use that uh, term again. I'm going to try not to use it ever again now. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, the Arkham Batman games in Arkham City, I believe it was. It may have been a different one. Um, but the second game, I believe, it might have been the fourth. There's a whole side mission arc where you're trying to find the Riddler. And every time you go to uh, where you think he is, you find a crime scene with a seven-level like fucked up scene of someone dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it is very much what this movie does, because again, for listeners, if you haven't seen this yet, uh, the way that the Riddler is uh, portrayed is as a serial killer. And he very much leaves his victims in situations, not unlike Kevin Spacey's murderer in seven. Um, they yeah. are very similar in terms of how they are trying to uh, basically fuck with detectives. Uh, so in seven, you know, all it has is like one of the seven deadly sins yes. uh, painted somewhere or whatever. And it's some really elaborate, almost saw level, uh, you know, like yes. fucked up thing. And and this movie doesn't go quite as far, but uh, in theory, it's kind of the same idea. Yeah. Um, and Arkham Batman, the Arkham Batman games actually <laughs> kind of deal with the Riddler for the first time I had ever seen. They deal with the Riddler like this. Now, they've done stuff like this in the comics. Um, 
But I had never seen the Riddler as a sincere threat until I played that game. And I thought, holy shit, if he really was in the world, he probably would be some fucked up jigsaw like yeah. Kevin Spacey murderer in seven. <laughs> like he, yes. he probably like he could do that shit. And they do that in here. And so <laughs> I, when I watch this, I'm not even thinking of comic books. I'm thinking these games I played. Right. Yeah. But then again. Uh-huh. Also, the movie also kind of fits peripherally with the comics because there still are these callbacks um, or at least these these kind of um, tosses to different points in the comics. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's building its own. It's trying to at least trying to build its own universe, much like um, Batman Begins did mm-hmm. with Nolan. Right. So it's trying to build its own universe. Yes. In the first 10 minutes, you get a Watchmen level noir narration with Mm -hmm. shots of Gotham like we've never seen it before. It's Mm -hmm. somewhere in between the realism of uh, Chicago Gotham in Nolan and like Burton. Like, I mean, it's much closer to Nolan, but I'm just saying like it's somewhere in between. It looks like if a comic book was trying to be like realistic. Yes, that's what this would be rather than it being hyper realistic. Uh, right. It's you know it's always raining you know and yes. that's very much like all a part the damn of time all the time <laughs> and it just makes it feel so terrible. But there's this great opening, and I think it kind of sums up uh, a, a, a kind of where where I jumped on board. And um, I was actually talking to our friend Sam Watermeyer, and yes, uh, yes. he pointed this out, and I was like, no, I'm 100 percent on the same page with you. It's during that narration, which I actually loved because it's so pulpy. And it really did mm-hmm. remind me of Rorschach, which uh, for those yeah. who don't know, like the director's cut of Watchmen is probably my favorite superhero thing ever. So um, I love that movie, uh, that mm-hmm. version of it. Um, and so like uh, that narration was on point. But then, you know, he starts talking about like how uh, the darkness essentially has become him mm-hmm. and that like sometimes fear is a great tool to kind of control the underbelly of this of this world. Yeah. And almost immediately after that, you see him interact with Alfred, who's played by mm-hmm. Andy Serkis. And uh and again, Batman is of course uh God, dude, I did not even uh write down the people Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Okay. That's the other thing I forgot to write down the cast. But I have yeah. I have him in other places. Anyways, doesn't matter. Enough notes talk here. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Robert Pattinson talks to Andy Serkis uh as alfred and you see him as this batman who is all about you know fighting this crime and and instilling fear in the criminal underbelly in the underworld so that you know uh that there's always this ever-present threat and then you start to see uh robert pattinson's batman as the person that he is whenever you see him in the bat cave and Alfred comes over and he's basically like, you're not my dad. Fuck off. And he's kind of yeah. a dick to Alfred. Yeah. And it was in that moment where I see his take on what it means to be Batman and then his take on what it means to be Bruce Wayne, because Bruce Wayne is the playboy, right? Yes. He's the uh, he's the over the top, like uh-huh. whatever in the Nolan ones. Right. Right. Yeah. And in this one, he is very much like. Uh, as I've seen many times, and I hate to even speak it into the world because I hate saying it this way, but it is it is true semantically, like the way people mean it is he's the emo kid, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, 
Yeah, he's like he's like the uh, the loner goth kid in high school or something, right? Right. And so, um, and, but you know what? Like, even though this isn't the Batman that I'm used to seeing on on the screen, yeah. I found it very refreshing. We're not going to get the same Playboy guy that's like driving around in limos and throwing money around. There's even yeah. a point where one of the politicians says, uh, "Bruce, like you, you, the the Wayne name was built on philanthropy, and ever since, like." Yeah, you've basically had money. You haven't done anything with it. Like we should change that, right? That is yeah. the opposite of what oh, Nolan's Batman is, is which yeah. is where he's just throwing millions of dollars everywhere just so people think he's this like, you know, flippant, flamboyant, uh, you yeah. know, uh, womanizer basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. So automatically, just from I mean, this is all in like the first. Well, that scenes later with the money thing, but I'm just saying like sure. all of the other things I said at the beginning. And it just set up like this very, very different Batman for me mm -hmm. because it was hitting on all the points that I wanted it to be different. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm going to kind of toss it back to you because I've talked too long. I have plenty more to say, but I'm going to kind <laughs> of uh, do this. I, I think the big difference, though, is I see the Nolan movies. And again, I don't mean to compare them. I right. kind of want to focus on Batman here. I, I'm, I'm the one. At the top, before we even started recording, I'm like, Joe, if we get off, I'm going to make sure that we get back on the Batman. Here I am, like, yes. tangents, you know. But yeah. anyways, I want to stick to the Batman here. We'll talk about any comparisons and just the larger Batman universe of cinema, right, um, uh, shortly. But, you know, uh, I will say this, and I'm curious what you think. I want to start with the criticism, actually. Okay. And 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 and, and uh, I, I've seen this a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a lot of people come. I've read a lot of people complaining about the three hour uh, running time. Sure. Believe it or not, I had zero problem with this. I didn't feel it at all. Yeah. Granted, yeah. for the listeners, I did watch this in theaters in 20 minutes before it ended. Uh, power went out in the theater and then I had to like jump through hoops to figure out how to watch it later. Mm -hmm. So I actually had to watch this damn thing in two different sittings, unfortunately. But yeah. So that could affect the three hour thing, even though I only had like 20 minutes left. But still, I never felt it. I was in. I was super in. But my criticism is it's interesting that you brought up the la the third act, because where mm -hmm. I felt like it kind of dipped was the middle hour, yeah. basically, um, okay. which uh, you mentioned seven. And it is similar because the opening is very much the detective and then if you remember in seven, the middle does detective stuff, but it's also building the relationship between Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt's family, yes. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then very much in this, it's Selena Kyle, you know, getting yeah. to know the Batman and, mm -hmm. you know, and they start developing yeah. the characters and stuff in the second act. Um, mm -hmm. It did dip a bit for me and never I was never bored, um, yeah. you know, uh, and, and I, I was just vastly more interested in like the noir story that they were basically telling. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, any criticisms about, you know, either the uh, either the running time or any kind of parts? You, you mentioned the third act. I'm curious if this is yeah. a good time to get into that or if mm -hmm. that's something you'd rather talk about later. But I'll let you take it over. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I didn't No, I wasn't that bothered, honestly, with the three hour running time. Um, I, I think there was enough there to justify it. Um, now, having said that, they could have done more with it. Um, it, it didn't. It didn't bother me. I'm going to say it like this: It didn't bother me. Um, I got done, and I was like, "Man, it kind of flew by." But also, I still felt like things were lacking, and, and it wasn't. And it had. And it wasn't because I was like, "Oh, they should have made it shorter, or they should have made it longer." Even it should have been 
some things would have been better different. Um, and I guess I'll jump into that third act problem. Um, and it's and it's kind of hard to talk about it without spoiling too much, but I'm just gonna say that and I I really wanted, okay, so if if this movie's gonna be Batman crossed with seven, I want something seven level at the end. Like seven is one of the greatest endings of all time. I, I don't know that, you know, I, I think that's you know that's that's you know just one of the greatest endings to a film ever. What's in the box, dude? Right. I now obviously I don't want it just a copy of that, but I want something on par with that. You know, I, I need something on par that builds tension, really does, you know, and really like cinches upon that kind of thing and and takes it and you know, it doesn't have to be something tragic or you know, you know, as in seven, it doesn't have to be, you know, I, I don't want, you know, Selena Kyle's head in the box, obviously, but I want something like super cool. I really want this to be like a face off of a battle of wills between Batman and the Riddler, like in a face to face sort of way. And they, that's something that, you know, again, that seven did masterfully, but this movie just turned into sort of like Batman punching a bunch of henchmen um, at, the, at the end and, you know, like swinging around wildly and doing crazy, you know, Batman stuff while punching anonymous people, you know. Um, and, and I, I kind of, you know, I kind of feel like it was shortchanging us in that way. Um, I I enjoyed, you know, just looking at it on itself. If that part had been, say, the middle third of the movie, for whatever reason, I would have been like, that that was pretty cool. You know, like it 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 felt it felt pretty real. Um, the the things he had to do, and and again, maybe you know, as you're saying, maybe this is a a problem because of previous versions where, obviously, you know, the things Batman is doing there are super heroic and, you know, superhuman sort of things that, you know, most people obviously can't do in any way, but we've seen, I mean, but he didn't do anything. We've not seen Batman do 10 other times in different, you know, in different films. So in that way, I was just kind of like, well, that's kind of, that kind of left me cold. Um, But the lead up to it for the most part, I I would have loved to have seen it. You know, if we're doing this, if, if I'm doing like fantasy you know, changing this movie. Fantasy booking here. Yeah. yeah fantasy, fantasy editing, booking this. If, if I'm going to, yeah, to use our wrestling terms, um, it, you know, I would have liked the Selena Kyle angle to be, have been, you know, woven in a little better. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen more of a, a one-on-one Batman versus the Riddler face off or, you know, whatever they did. I mean, there was just, there was a lot of stuff going on, obviously with, with Balcone and um, with the penguin, which, you know, that, that in the end, all of that felt like it felt secondary and it felt like B story and it was padding the runtime. Um, and while it was on its own, it was interesting in this particular narrative. It felt like and, and it did make the, the, the world feel a little richer, but it, it also felt like it was a lot there. It was just a, it was just like a lot thrown out there. Um, the, the penguin really didn't. I mean, the penguin was kind of just there to to be a, a second. And then there's like a car chase scene. And like, that's the last we hear of it. Um, well, I mean, not, not exactly, but practice in a practical sense. He's not, he's not any sort of super villain yet. You know, he wasn't, he didn't really feel like he earned the right to be much of a threat. Um, you know, th- this is obviously kind of the Riddler's movie and, and the penguin is just kind of there. Like, you know, maybe next movie he's going to do something. Um, it doesn't seem like it based on the little tease we got, but um, that tease also 
it, the, the NTs was extraordinarily underwhelming. It was like, oh, great. Okay. Well, there, we're going to do this again. Um, uh, yo, <laughs> that, all right. So, what the, I'll just say the tease at the end uh-huh. made me real hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. Because we like, why? Okay. Like, right, that's yeah. my question is like, why are we doing this again? You just yeah. did the Riddler, which uh-huh. is one that we have not seen taken seriously ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like and there are a ton of other villain, like so many other villains, right. and this yeah. is the one that you're going to try to do, anyways. And and it's not. Uh, uh, I mean, I love, of course, I love that rivalry, but my point uh-huh. is, like, dude, right? Anyways, it, it's uh, been done. It's been done to death, and it's like, why not? Why you know? Why don't we get? I don't know, Clayface, or I mean, not Clayface. I mean, I don't know if that would fit, but. You know, like some just something that's new and, you know, something that's different, something we've never seen because there's Batman has some good villains we haven't seen yet, um, you know, on the on the big screen. And um, so, I, you know, I would love to I'd love to see something where, where it would have just blown me away. Even like, I don't know, Killer Croc. Maybe this is like, you know, the penguins like, oh, look at what I got. And then it's like freaking Killer Croc. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I mean, we've seen Killer Croc in the Suicide Squad, but it was like not. That you know, still wasn't the same. Um, so you know, I just I just want to see something. Uh, if if it's going to be fresh, it should be fresh. And and there's a lot of, as you said, that the comparisons you almost have to make them. Uh, you almost have to make those comparisons, but from these previous movies, just because there's been so many. And and by the way, the one thing we haven't even mentioned is the Ben Affleck version of Batman, which has been in the middle, and he was. I mean, not not his own films, but and this is, was going to be originally an Affleck Batman, you know, film. Yeah. And um, you know, he was Batman in what two films, you know, in a kind of a, a major role, and then he had a couple of, you know, he had a couple of like cameos slash single scenes in a couple of movies that, um, you know, that that were not bad, but you know, they were whatever. Yeah. All those all those movies are are you know varying levels of bad um, for the most part, but. Um, you know, it's it's just it's funny we haven't even mentioned him. <laughs> well, I thought about him, but it's like it's like those movies are so bad. Yeah, I'm not even saying right. that he's that bad in them. It's just there's yeah. nothing that also much of a shine. Yeah, it's the same reason yeah. I wouldn't mention George Clooney or Val Kilmer either. Mm-hmm. Nothing against right. them, but they both had bad times on those sets, from what I understand too. So sure, yeah, you know, yeah. like that like I get it. Feel, I mean, it's right. yeah, yeah, it's kind of Michael Keaton, uh, uh-huh. fucking. It's it's like Keaton why can't I think of his name? Yeah. Chris, thank uh, you, God. Yeah. I had Michael in my head and I couldn't get it out. But yeah, like, but but here's the thing. Just real quick though, I, yeah. I, I'm just looking at a list of villains right now, uh-huh. dude. Black Mask. These are smaller, but Black Mask, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deadshot, um, yes. Hugo Strange, mm-hmm. Hush. Uh, like there are like, and these are like yeah. real. Like these are people you could do realistically. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, in a way that would fit in that world. Like that. Um, and yeah. and of course, like Mister Freeze might not work, but you might be able to get creative. Uh, Poison Ivy, we've seen before, but it's like I'll take it again. Like, yeah, some of these could be done. Uh, I mean, you know, Ra's al Ghul, of course, is great, but we we got him already. We don't need him yet. Yeah, um, there's, you there's know, a great uh, Mister Freeze Batman movie to be made someday. You know, I think so. Great one. Yeah, th- we haven't gotten it. But there's one to be made. Yeah, I think so, dude. There's yeah. a there's a I forget what it's called now, but um, I think it's called like Gotham Central or something. I'd have to look it up. It's a comic book series written by a guy named Bread uh, uh, Bread Ed Brubaker, uh-huh. uh, and it is uh, Gotham Central. I think's what it's called. 
Um, but they have uh, Mr. Freeze come in, and it's 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 basically a Batman comic from the police perspective. So you're following okay. Gotham's like detectives and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're all yeah. pissed at Batman because he keeps doing their job for him. They're like, "Dude, right. fuck this guy! Like, we need to do our own job." And then, of course, whenever supervillains happen, they're like, "Batman!" Like, right. <laughs> uh, and then he shows up and fixes everything, and basically calls him fuck ups and like leaves. Right. But there's a point where like these normal detectives get Mister Freeze. Mm-hmm. And he fucking like murders all of them, but like the main character basically and like yeah. freezes him in like fucked up ways. And I'm like, man, if you could figure out like it just does not fit in this world that they've established yeah. yet. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I think I think another Batman movie could be made. But here's the thing. Well, the character was such a rich history mm-hmm. as Batman. I think the big thing for me is like I, I, I don't really ever I don't see it as like we have too many. I was actually talking to someone on, on Facebook about this where. Uh, a friend of mine was saying, like, oh, why another Batman movie? And I kind of defended it, actually, uh, where I was just like, I think there's still a lot to be said with Batman. He has too much history. There are too many good stories. Mm-hmm. There are too many ways you could slightly alter the canon to build your own universe and make them, like, very interesting. Mr. Yeah. Freeze, I mean, that's an untapped potential. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Arnold, but, you know... Uh, right. It's just the reality. I still think personally, I think Two-Face has room to grow. Um, yeah. I don't think it was overdone with uh, either the Nolan or the other. But I, I think this is very important. You, you Going back to what you said, you mentioned uh, kind of how the third act left you hanging with this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, and and though I, I agree that some of the writing bringing Selena Kyle in to or Catwoman into the story mm-hmm. uh, could be stronger. I agree with that. I do. Yeah. Um, and I certainly I, I see how it is woven together. I think it could be more fluid, but I agree mm-hmm. with you. One thing I love about the running time and what they did is unlike a lot of MCU movies, I can I'll speak to those specifically not to pick mm-hmm. on you, <laughs> right. but um, but sincerely, like uh, is I think they pack way too much shit in and there's like mm-hmm. no room for development. And right. one thing I actually love about this movie that will be a hit or miss for some people. Right. Sure. Is the pacing. I actually love the pacing of this movie yeah. because I don't want it to be a quote unquote superhero movie. I hate right. that that's even like a genre at this point because mm-hmm. I feel like a movie should be exactly what its story needs it to be. And I yeah. think that this is getting criticized based on other movies that have superheroes in them. Yeah. And so it bums me out that um, like I think this pacing is actually very strong. It's very uh, some people might call it slow. I don't think it's slow at all. I just think it's uh, it's a moderate pace, and it mm-hmm. can it it is that throughout the whole thing, yeah. rather than like moments of like super fast and it slows down for a heart to heart and then super yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think two things is I think um, the pacing really dictated that storytelling. Mm-hmm. So what we got with things like uh, Bruce's relationship with Alfred or mm-hmm. Selena Kyle's relationship with um, Batman, which, again, I agree that could probably be more strongly interwoven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I think part of that is that pacing. And I would rather have the pacing than <laughs> than to like <laughs> yes. lose some of of uh, or at least diminish the impact, I would say, that yeah. the story beats. But another thing, too is I think the reason that we didn't get that real confrontation, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, I'll use a term for you, a, a satisfying confrontation, which I think okay. is kind of what was missing for you, is that yes. satisfaction at the end. Yeah. Um, and I think much like Dune, 
for example, which I praised it on our top 10 of the year because it was like my number eight or something. Sure. Um, this really is going to, I think it will stand on its own. I feel very confident with my rating for it. Um, I was very in between one higher than what I gave it. And I ended up going down cause I felt very confident in that. And it's really mm-hmm. just going to rely on what the next movie is much like Dune. Yes. Uh, but I think one thing that Nolan tried to do that with Heath Ledger's death kind of ruined it is his goal was to keep all of these villains alive. Yes. So that they could kind of come back in and you're you're not you're not just like cutting off potential story arcs. Mm-hmm. These things can reoccur, right? Yes. And um what I actually like about the lack of confrontation between the Riddler and uh uh Batman is we all know that Batman doesn't murder people, so the Riddler's still alive. Yeah. And we have opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so like uh, kind of in the same way that Dune, for example, is an unfinished work. It's not going to have that kind of big climax because I don't think it does. I don't think it has that huge kind of climax, though. I was fulfilled watching it, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that big banger you're talking about. Right. Like I wish every movie had that. But I even look back at things like The Dark Knight. Right. And The Dark Knight does feel satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also does, at least to me, it doesn't have like this big banger, right? Yeah, um, yeah. it's just good. You know, like I, I think it's just right. a good movie from beginning. To end. I felt satisfaction because of the whole process. So yeah, I guess I didn't have the same feelings because I, I'm thinking, like this is just kind of part one of something they're building. So for example, uh, whenever he's beating up all the goons, these geeks mm-hmm. that he's that he's beating up, right? One thing that we have never seen, to my knowledge, in a Batman movie, with the exception of the very opening moments of Batman Begins, uh, is a very flawed and overwhelmed Batman. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. There's a point in this movie where he very easily could die in ways that any other Batman in any other depiction would just, like, fly away or something. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, this Batman can't fly. Yeah. And now, of course, n- none of the others can either, but it's the way that they glide and, and the technology right. they have. They, can, I mean, dude, Christian Bale's Batman can do literally anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he always has that gimmick out because he can just, like, right. do anything. He always has something that he's made with the billions of dollars that Lucius Fox made for him. And now he can, like, magically get out of these things. And yeah. this movie puts Batman in a certain situation where... Like, I never thought he was going to die. Okay, I'm not saying that. But if Mm -hmm. they were to continue this, once movie three happens, could he die? Fucking maybe, dude. Like, fourth one, like, the further they go out, it's like going back to wrestling. It's like a title reign, right? The first first pay-per-view after they won the title, they're probably going to retain. Let's just be honest, right? Right. Second one, there's a chance, but probably going to retain. But by Mm -hmm. the time you get to the third and the further it goes out, the more you're like, oh, shit, is this where the, the title change is going to happen? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so, um, again, man, we're, we're looking at we're looking at year two of of this Batman. He's flawed. Um, I'm excited to see how his relationship with Alfred grows, because we see very little of that. But we yes. see that it is kind of a rocky relationship, at least from Bruce's perspective. Um, I like that there's room for that to develop and grow, but it doesn't need to yet. Yeah. I love personally that the penguin is kind of just like a gangster, Yeah, which 
shout out to fucking Colin Farrell, dude. My God, because that guy not only is he not awesome, but yeah. like. He, I sent my wife a pic because she was like, who's Colin Farrell? Because she just couldn't remember who he was like, yeah, just, yeah. Off top of, just by name. Uh-huh. But then I sent her a picture of side by sides of like Colin Farrell and then uh, uh, the penguin. And she was just yeah. like, oh, man, that's crazy. You know, like, yeah, because uh, she the- knew who he was as soon as she saw his face. Dude, that yeah. like if I didn't know that was Colin Farrell, I would have no idea. It's him. There is there is nothing recognizable about Colin. not his voice. Not his eye. Like there is no bit where you could like turn your head or close one eye and go, okay, I see. Like he is a completely different person in this movie, and so fucking good. His, his voice is different. His his face is completely like there is nothing. He is unrecognizable, and it doesn't look. It's and I'm not even talking about like the Danny DeVito penguin. You know where he's under. I mean, he's obviously under makeup, but he looks like a normal person. You know, he, he doesn't look like, you know, he's not like Danny DeVito freaked out. He's like a normal looking, like weird, just like gangster guy. Like he's not. The prosthetics are incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and it looks natural. Yeah. And, and anyways. It, yeah. But anyway, well, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I just I do realize I didn't I didn't address a couple of things that I did want to address. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. One was was you mentioned. Sorry to circle back on this is. Um, is Pattinson playing Batman as, as you said, the emo kid. And honestly, that rings very true, you know, as, as Batman, you know, that, that's a, that, that's really a terrific choice, I think. And I, and I do really like that, um, that, that he's not, you know, he doesn't have this planned out, you know, because, you know, in, in the, the Nolan films, of course, he's, he, he lays all this out in a speech to Alfred, right. He's like, he gets back on the plane. He's like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, he's like, I don't give a damn about my money, but it's a tool because I'm going to go save the city and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so, you know, Batman is the mat or Bruce Wayne is the mask and all that stuff here. He's very, and, and this, and again, this makes perfect sense. He's, he is that guy who's emotionally just wounded, you know, and he's emotionally wounded. So like, so hard that he's, you know, he's that sullen restrained and he's, but he's still sort of enigmatic from Gotham's point of view because they don't see him. He's more of a shut-in. Um, and he's that thing where it's like, yeah, where's he at? Everybody loves that guy. Like, why is he not here? And it's like, well, yeah, my parents got killed in front of me and, you know, like I'm pretty screwed up. And, and it's a lot more of a, um, you know, there's like this self-loathing aspect to him almost where he's out there doing the, and, and it's not even to the degree of, let's say, let's go back to, to Daredevil again, you know, where he just like gets the crap kicked out of him nightly because he's making, you know, because of, you know, Catholic guilt or something, you know, which is the, Daredevil. <laughs> you know, here he's, he's brutal, right? Like that, that, you know, you mentioned that opening scene of, of Batman where, you know, they're on the, you know, with the, the train station and he just kicks the crap out of that dude. And it's like, punches him and like knocks it takes him down takes him out and then he goes down for a little bit more and gets a couple more shots in that's brutal you know and and it does in a sense kind of harken back to the snyder films where you know batman is uh, you know was a lot faster and looser even with the killing part um but i i liked i would have liked that as more of a theme that struggle because you know that was the the one that was the the big knock on Affleck's Batman was, Oh, well, you know, he doesn't kill. He doesn't use guns. Like he hates that. 
Um, but here he's like, there's not, you know, he does that, but it's not, there's not much of a, like, there's not much of a, uh, an ethical dilemma, you know, brought about. I would have loved part of that conflict between he and Alfred to be like, Alfred being like, you know, you don't have to kill these guys, you know, like you don't have to, you don't have to end that guy. He's some kid that, you know, he's some kid looking for direction living in the, you know, he's living in the the projects and you're out here like about, you know, practically killing them. Like you're, you know, they, they, and they, and another thing that I, you know, that I, um, that this is in keeping with the, with this point. Uh, another thing that I liked was the way that they incorporated the, you know, the millionaires and billionaires, you know, and privilege, they kind of incorporate that as a theme, but they, they don't go after it in that context, which would have, which would have been very welcome. It would have been very welcome for him to be like, Hey, you know, these guys are not just generic, these generic thugs with like skulls painted on their face or whatever these guys were like, they're just like, these are just random, you know, street hoods who were beating up people. It's like, it'd be nice to, to have something where he like just kicks the crap out of this guy. And then he finds out, you know, like, like to the extent, like, something permanent, you know, and then, and then have him find out like Alfred is like, Hey, like I looked into this guy and, you know, he was, he lived in the projects and he has, you know, like he was stealing this for his family, you know, like some crap, you know, I'm just making up some crap, but, you know, give, give some, some weight to that and, and make complicated a little bit to where he's got to really think about what he's doing. And he's not just out there kicking ass and um, in a more brutal way where he's got to start thinking about the ramifications of what he does, because that's, that's one thing that, um, you know, again, the modern superhero movie has started doing, um, you know, we, we got some of that in Captain America civil war where they're like, Hey, you know, we're blowing up cities, you know, yeah. and, but then again, the, the wrap up of that is let's just blow up an airport where there aren't people instead. And then let's blow up this other thing, you know, and, and it's just like, we're back to the same thing. Well, I mean, it's uh, the the movie that did it first, even though the movie is just the worst, not mm-hmm. first, but the movie that really made a point that I appreciated was Batman versus Superman. Yeah. It's like the whole point yeah. that Batman gets involved because he literally yeah. watches mm-hmm. like because I remember watching Man of Steel, which actually w- was uh, uh, positive on just not high on, if that makes right. sense, like sure, more sure. positive than negative, but. Right. Uh, was that end like it's just so boring watching them just zoom around in flashes going uh-huh. through buildings. But then in the second yeah. movie, whenever you bring Batman in and you mm-hmm. see that he's pissed at Superman because all of that shit meant that he was murdering people and destroying right. property and doing all of these things. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting take. Again, that movie's garbage. But the point yeah. is, um, right. but the theme, yeah, is, the you, theme is sound. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think something I. I'm excited about though, and I recognize. I want to clarify. I recognize that I'm talking about things that could happen in the future. Thereby, mm-hmm. I'm giving some of these things passes. Okay. Okay. Um, though I I I don't know if much needed to be added to the movie. Though some things could. You already mentioned a few things that could yeah. have been. Um. I think if you're not going to do an origin story, but you're going to establish a new type of Batman, which is exactly what this does. Yes, I think it's very important to start sowing or to start uh, like planting seeds mm-hmm. that you can then like reap the benefits of later, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So the relationship with Alfred, which is mm-hmm. not it is established, but not really developed to any degree in this mm-hmm. movie. 
yeah. to any uh, important degree. Yeah. I love that. Now, if they do nothing with it, <laughs> okay, right. that's a bummer, okay? Yeah. But I yeah. cannot imagine with the way that it is put in this movie that they will not go back to this. Yeah, uh, yeah. The relationship with Selena Kyle is interesting because I don't know what they're going to do mm-hmm. with Catwoman. Um, in the future, I don't know if there's really a place or if it's necessary to even have her there. Yeah. Um, part of me hopes that they don't. Nothing against Zoe Kravitz or Catwoman. Like, mm-hmm. she's welcome. But I just, the way the story wraps up and stuff, I just don't know if that's necessary. But the, yeah. thing, the thing also, though, is like, they really kind of push this, like, kind of almost like romantic thing between them. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's fairly subtle in comparison to, like, any other like action movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like superhero movie. <laughs> but still though, it's kind of just like, th- that's something I would have, again, going back to the Catwoman arc, like some of the mm-hmm. writing could have been interwoven better and, you know, yeah. better established in certain areas. That's one for me is, is mm-hmm. kind of where any, any level of romance between them for me, I would have just kept it out, but that's, that's just me. Yeah. But the thing is like, um, I, I think about again, like the Riddler, like there's so much room to do more and everything that the Riddler did, for example, the Riddler, um, you know, really he, I'll, I'll just say, I want to be a little vague with this. Uh, yeah. the Riddler ends up using social media to appeal to a very specific demographic of person that yes. when you see the movie, if you haven't yet, I mean, if for those of you that have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. There's a very specific kind of like right wing sect of people that mm-hmm. they are targeting for the Riddler's people. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I loved that specific like that mm-hmm. was interesting that because it's almost like believable. You know, it's yeah, almost like absolutely. almost yeah. like I mean, if QAnon exists, I believe this right. could exist. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ab- so yeah. Um, and for all I know, it could be the same group. But the point is, right. Um, uh, I you know that like what are the ramifications of that? Do we just stop that now, or do we build on that kind of mm-hmm. distress? There are also story beats that are brought up. There are people that say if X gets out, mm-hmm. Gotham will go like up in an outrage. Right? Yes. We don't see that play out. Mm-hmm. Can that still play out? Right? These are yes. all seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the penguin. I. Love I have dude, I have been telling people that I talked to about these, like my buddy Riley, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. my buddy Charlie, all of my close friends. When we talk about movies like this, one thing I say is I wish um, you know, like for example, I'll use this as an example. In the dark night, whenever you have uh Two Face, right? It would have been really cool to see him just as a politician and be a part of the movie, but not a major role. And then yeah. come in in the next movie and maybe have the turn. And then even yes. maybe in a third movie. And like, then he's like two face, the big bad now, right? Like, yes, yeah. you know, you kind of see him grow with penguin. That's what I feel like we're getting here. Like yeah. you yeah. see the penguin. Like I th- personally, I think it's very clear the trajectory that he goes from here there. Yeah. We'll just say there's an, uh, and an opening <laughs> um, yeah. for him to promote himself, sure. you know, in, in his line of work. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he's clearly going to take that. And for those who know who the penguin is, you know, whether in the comics or just the story, like I already can tell where I think they're going with it. And part uh-huh. of me hopes that that doesn't come to fruition until like a third movie or something. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So like, when do we get, cause I, I, I'll just say this. I don't think, I don't even think the MCU or the DCEU or any of those are very good at this, the mm-hmm. planting of seeds. Like, like they will sometimes, but like for them to really make a fucking big deal, they hit sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, this has like the potential to really fucking hit mm-hmm. with these seeds. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're welcome to comment, but I am going to take us in a different direction. You can always jump back sure. here. But I want to I, I want to get a bit more focused here because we've kind of been rambling again. I saw this today, so um, I, I'm kind of processing as we talk. If you can't tell, I do want to sure. kind of focus this a bit. Um, so uh, let's talk about this first. Matt Matt Reeves' direction and mm-hmm. just kind of the 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 crew and the work that was done here. Um, dude, I think this movie looks absolutely gorgeous. I am like 100% on board. This is obviously uh, in part thanks to uh, Greg Frazier, who also did Dune. He did Star Wars Rogue One, Killing Them Softly, Zero Dark Thirty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's done a ton of really awesome looking movies, including Let Me In, the remake of Let the Right One In that Matt Reeves, the director of uh, mm-hmm. The Batman, uh, made in 2010. Um uh, he's he's a very skilled cinematographer, but Matt Reeves, man, the the universe that he builds, uh, the uh, the fight scenes, for example, mm-hmm. which if you watch the Nolan fight scenes, anyone go back to Batman Begins, and he's fighting Ra's al Ghul, um, in the moment where he escapes the ninjas basically and comes back to Gotham, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you watch that, every punch is an edit. You know yes, what I mean? Like, like those yeah. movies are, there are no, there's really no choreography going on here. I mean, no. there was obviously when they filmed it, but yeah. in, in it was all cut out in post and it's just edit, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, there. one thing I noticed is in the fight scenes in this, there's actual, yes, it feels slower than some of those others, but it's mm-hmm. like real fighting. So yeah. it's like, like there's actual, you know, uh, choreography here. And that mm-hmm. like leapt out to me, and I love that. So just like little choices like that, instead of it being a bunch of editing or CGI, um, it you know it it all seemed to fit contextually in this world that was being built. The choice of Gotham just being rainy and dark all the time, even in the daytime, it just feels gloomy. Um, mm-hmm. The the color of the city, um, th- there was like a lot of rich color in this kind of muted city. Um, all of those things. I was just like a huge, huge fan of Matt Reeves' direction here. I've uh, mm-hmm. anybody who's listened is you know no stranger to my feelings about Matt Reeves. I've been a big fan of his, uh, especially after did the Apes trilogy, mm-hmm. um, because I'm a huge, huge fan of that. But I'm curious, you know, what did you think of of Matt Reeves directing this and and kind of the overall look and feel of this movie? Yeah, uh, you know, from from a visual perspective, I thought it was terrific. I thought it was, you know, it was fine. Um, I, you know, I would, you know, I can I can key in on. I, I would probably key in more on some of the aesthetics of kind of Batman as a, you know, in a practical way. I I thought his suit was his suit was was pretty solid. Um, you know, I I like you know they they eliminated the Batman can't turn his head thing. Um, that, you know, even more so, I think, than they did in, in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, and it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't a thing. Um, you know, if, looking at something like the Batmobile in this movie, um, it was pretty, I mean, honestly, you could call it a kind of a ballsy choice, to be honest, because 
he went very minimalist with it. I mean, it's it's a yeah. hot rod, you know, it's it's not it's not a big monstrosity either from the Burton and Schumacher films or even from the Nolan films with the Tumblr thing and you know the, the giant tank thing, which was which was novel and very cool, but here it's just essentially a hot rod, you know, and it's it's not tricked out by any means. Again, underscoring this. You well, know, it does shoot a giant blue flame out of the back, but aside well, yeah. from that traditional thing, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Because yeah, I have to but, let me real quick. Let me stop you. I just want to say one yeah. thing about the Batmobile because uh -huh. I didn't plan on talking about it, but now that yeah. you brought it up, there's a scene where uh, there are a bunch of people in a room that don't want Batman to be around. And yeah. they just hear this building up, this hum that like grows, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. And then in the distance, you just see a blue light hit a wall, and you see the outline of what looks like a vehicle, right? Yeah. Uh huh. I fucking loved that. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hyped because, like, like you said, I actually think that fits this world a billion times better than if there was a fucking tumbler or like yeah. the Burton Schumacher like Batmobile. Like, I think this fits super well. But that yeah. one touch with the flame, but you also hear this like um, like this hum that grows and grows like it's charging. You know yeah. what I mean? And just uh -huh. like the tension that that would bring to like bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Please continue. Yeah. Sorry. No. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, from that perspective, you know, we, we've, we've touched on the perpetual rain. Um, I, I was kind of like, OK, I mean, uh, it, it, I thought it was fine. You know, I, I didn't I didn't think, you know, that's this is I mean, Batman is. I don't know. It's it's hard to to even do this and and to say you know oh well this is novel and new because it's been done. So it's been we've gotten everything from, you know the the cartoonish gothic, you know silliness from you know looking back silliness from Burton, and then the you know like neon splattered Burt or Schumacher stuff, and then you know again in the Nolan films it was also it was sort of dark and I mean the. And I mean, in the the look changed in in Gotham, but in the Burton films too. And in uh, Batman Begins, it was very brown. And you know, there there was they had established the Narrows, the kind of this poor part of town where they kind of sequestered everyone. And then in the second and third movies, they kind of abandoned that a little bit. And it was just like, hey, it's just this sprawling metropolis monstrosity thing. Uh, no pun intended, obviously, the, with the Metropolis comment, but <laughs> just like this city, it was like it was Chicago or Pittsburgh or, you know, whatever, uh, depending on where they were at in, a, in a, for a given film. And it it looked fine, but it wasn't. It, you know, it, it didn't have this identity developed as much as it did, I think, even in the first film. I think they kind of stepped away from it in favor of other, which not not even to its detriment, but... You're talking about Nolan stepped away? Yeah, I'm talking about the yeah. Nolan film. Yeah, they, you know, they... the narrative, oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a fun idea. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is this is his chance to, to you know, dig into that, maybe into that theme that I mentioned before, that, you know, the haves versus the have-nots kind of thing. Um, and, and they kind of stepped away from it, you know, to just, like I said, maybe for good reason, but... Um, I don't think it was necessarily to the detriment of those films, but here um, and here, there's nothing that turned me off particularly, you know, there. I thought, you know, the, I was like, man, it rains a whole lot. And, you know, that again is something they borrowed from seven because it's raining all the damn time in that movie too. And, um, and, and I thought it was fine as a choice. Um, and I thought, you know, the look was, was good for the most part. Um, there was nothing I would have much of a complaint about, but nothing to me that, that impressed me that much just from a visuals perspective. I mean, I think, I think it was good and well done, 
but there was nothing where I was just like, oh, wow, that's really different. That's really something. I was just like, okay, this is kind of what I expect it to be. And they, they captured what I expected it to be in a, in a good way. So um, it just didn't, it just didn't blow me away with some gimmicky kind of thing. So I'm like, okay. And so in that sense, maybe it does, it's, it did its job and then it stood out by just being what it is, you know, and not being overly flashy. You know, it's not trying, it, it tries hard, but not too hard to, you know, to do something, to do something to wow me. And then, you know, go overboard and fail a la Joel Schumacher, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, the other part of Matt Reeves direction, direction, uh, directing is, um, uh, Joe's making me do this late, everybody. So I'm going to start Sorry. slurring here. Yeah. And, um, and it's the first day of daylight saving time. It's like, we're, we're a whole nother <laughs> speaking for myself. The other <laughs> yeah. part of directing though, is with the actors here. And I just want, I'm, I'm going to kind of go down a, a handful of people here. Uh, we talked about Robert Pattinson already. It sounds like you're, you're a fan. Um, I actually love this. Yeah. You know, I, I'll say this. I uh, again, being a fan of Batman, I love that this is like a different thing. Uh-huh. Uh, this gives room. You know, we don't need the backstory because mm-hmm. we've seen it a bunch of times, and they're keeping that canon. Um, yeah. So we don't need the origin. We don't need those aspects. We don't need to see the parents die and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we already have that established. But you know, like you said, that's going to take a toll on a person, and um, and have long lasting effects on their uh you know psychology yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh and and how how they perceive the world and 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 what motivates them to do what they do Mm -hmm. so i think this does a a pretty great job at kind of establishing a a batman that they can actually develop now because a lot of times whenever you see other batman movies happen uh batman is often either underdeveloped uh, because we know the story right and so they're sticking to that or uh, they develop different aspects of the story or, you know, like in uh, Burton's, you know, the Joker, mm-hmm. I believe, is the one that killed his parents. And then in another yes. movie they do, it was just some thug, you know, and right. another one, it's like Falcone or, you know, whatever, like, right. yeah. <laughs> like whatever the thing is. So uh, I like in this one that they just kind of let that go uh-huh. for the most part. OK, I mean, it's right. talked about at times, but. Um, but they actually focus on uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne as a character who is going to have, again, the seeds. Like, we see that he yeah. is still kind of hasn't really dealt with his past as much. He's more uh, coping and functioning through that past grief and trauma uh, mm-hmm. by doing what he's doing now. And we yeah. see him because it is year two and he doesn't have all of these plans yet. He does go aggro on some guys and beat the fuck out of them and um, literally going aggro at one point uh, and and, uh, nearly beating a man to death. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I I actually was a a big fan. I thought Robert Pattinson did that really well. And I think, you know, when I watch these movies, I am by no means comparing them to superhero movies. Uh, I've told you this many times. When, When I watch a movie, I want it to be the best movie it can be. And it's a film first, and then it's whatever genre second to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with this, like, I'm not comparing it to these others um, and expecting anything. Um, and for me, I really felt like uh, the development of this character, or at least what they've set up, I should say, the the setup of this character and kind of uh, having that 
emo kid, so to speak, that that really kind of like grim, reclusive character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Robert Pattinson actually did that really well. Um, thoughts yeah. on Pattinson? Yeah, I I like him. You know, he and and it's you know, and from a wider perspective, and and I was actually just having a conversation with somebody today who hadn't seen the Batman, and, and they were like, "Oh, I mean, he's the sparkly vampire guy," and I was like, "You know, honestly, like he's." that's not who he is anymore. You know, like he's, he's gone so far beyond that. He's, he's done a lot of good stuff, you know, that, that a lot of people haven't seen because he's not done anything as high profile as Twilight. And I, I think he fits very well. I mean, he's, he's very believable. Um, uh, and I think there's, you know, there's a lot of room to grow for him here. And there's a lot of, you know, in, into the in terms of his role and I'm pretty Honestly, I was kind of excited when I heard about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, like good time was, you know, that he was in this terrific. And yeah, you know, he has a lot of, he has a lot of, you know, he's a good actor, number one, Um, you know, Twilight notwithstanding, he's, he's a terrific actor. He's got that look, you know, if, if he chooses to, to go down that direction, he can, he can do a lot of things. He can, um, you know, he can, he can take the character in a lot of different directions and he has ideas about, what the character should be. And, uh, and I, I think all those are good things. And I think he, you know, I, I think there's a lot of promise there. Um, even, you know, go even going forward, even if this is a runaway hit and they're like, this is our franchise, you know, there's a lot of places this could go. Um, and, and he would probably have ideas and being kind of the person he is, I, I kind of imagine he would do some stuff where he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. This is what I, this is kind of how, what I want to focus on. And, you know, and we could it's sort of a sort of an Edward Norton without, you know, maybe hopefully a little less dickish, you know, than yeah. comes off as to the to the extent that they can he can get what he wants and do something fun and, and novel with with the Batman character. Yeah, I you know, it's kind of like with if you watch Batman Begins, I encourage anyone to go back and watch the 2004 Nolan film mm-hmm. and then watch the 2008 Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a, a complete difference. It, it feels yeah. so much like with Batman Begins, the studio had their thumb just down on Nolan. Yeah. And then after it was a hit, it felt like they would go, okay, cool. We made like a kajillion dollars. Go ahead and make right. whatever you want. And then yeah. he made something like that was even huger, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I really hope Matt Reeves gets that. I actually didn't feel the studio in this one that much. Mm-hmm. There were a few moments where... I felt like I could hear a studio exec going, "Hey, hey, we need to have some level of romance here." Or, "Hey, right. hey, we need we to need ha- you know like I, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were a few moments like that. Uh uh-huh. but uh nothing like you know, if you watch Batman Begins, there're blatant one-liners and mm-hmm. all kinds oh, yeah. of crazy stuff that were not in the later movies. Not to say there were right. no one-liners in Dark Knight, but they did not come off the same way. I mean, right. Um, much, you know, when the yeah, Batmobile zooms away and uh Commissioner or uh um, Lieutenant Gordon just goes, I got to get me one of these like that yeah. shit, right? Like that, right. that type of uh, one liner. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't really exist in this movie. I don't remember actually a single one. liner. So yeah. um, I'm a huge fan of that because I personally hate yeah. one liners. But uh, speaking of Pattinson, uh, you know, he does Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in 2005 as Cedric mm-hmm. Diggory. And then he does Twilight in 2008. And then in 2009, and then in 2011, and then he does mm-hmm. Cosmopolis, which is the uh, Cronenberg movie. Yeah. And then he does the very final Twilight movie in 2012. Mm-hmm. Those both came out the same year. And then he does 2014, he does The Rover, mm-hmm. which I th- feel like was like, 
I mean, Cosmopolis was too, but the Rover really, that's a very different movie for him. Yeah. And then you get Maps to the Stars, which is another Cronenberg movie. And then you get Life, which is also another movie. And then you get Good Time. And then you get High Life. And then you get, uh, oh, wait, Life. I meant High Life. is Life is another movie he did, but that's not what I meant. I meant High Life. Uh, yeah. But then he does the lighthouse, which is even like way different. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's funny because then he does Tenet, which is a Nolan movie, and now he's Batman. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's uh, like this dude's all over the place, but he's definitely kind of he's he's cashed his own check here, guys. This mm-hmm. is not sparkly vampire guy anymore, right? Yeah. This isn't a Harry Potter guy that died. All right, right. this is this is this is a, a, a cool actor guy now. Anyways, yeah, it, I hope that this really reinvents him on like a high profile scale. You know what I mean? Like a, a yes. big level. So mm-hmm. moving on, though, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Good, bad. What, what are your thoughts on, on Zoe? I, again, I thought she was fine. Um, I, I kind of feel like <sighs> it, it felt a little forced to me, the, the whole thing. There wasn't enough. I, I wanted a little more mystery to her maybe not mystery is maybe that's antagonism I, I want you know i i like the complicated relationship between batman and catwoman and this was very much like oh hey you're a random chick oh and you're like this cat burglar and you are crazy hot let's be in love kind of but not really but you know and it's kind of like you know that that was sort of the the vibe i felt it, it didn't feel it, it should have been very complicated um, it was a, it was slightly complicated at times. And, you know, and, and she's the one, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, she started talking about his privilege and, you know, all this stuff. But there wasn't, and, and she has her own secrets, but I just, I didn't care enough about that arc altogether. I was kind of just like, oh, well, let's just kind of get back to the good stuff. This is just like, oh, she's doing, oh, I've got, she's like, I've got to do this. I'm, you know, she's got this like quasi girlfriend that, is missing and this is you know connected with the the riddler's storyline and so she's looking in there you know looking for that and so there's like some teases of her you know that she's bisexual which i'm like okay great um but it kind of it just doesn't go enough in enough places for me it doesn't go to an interesting enough place for me for me to to just be raving about it i thought she was fine and if she was in the next movie and they did something fun with her, I would be like, great. You know, I, I think she's, again, she's got, um, you know, she's got some potential to, to do something really terrific. But I think what she did here was she's, she was essentially Robin, you know, being, you know, in a, in a sense, she was just Robin. She was just his friend that she occasionally, you know, argues with and that she maybe wants to be, you know, maybe there's going to be something, you know, romantic there involved, but it's, it's also like, you know, and they, they spend some time like, gazing into each other's eyes and you know i'm just like oh whatever um let's just get a move on but there's no there's not enough danger to her she's not um she's not enough of a loose cannon she's just more of like she's one of the bat friends and you know and you know he's like and maybe he wants to get with her but maybe he's you know you know but is he gonna you know is his you know neuroses getting in the way well sure but you know, maybe he'll still get with her. And then I'm just kind of like, I just honestly, I don't care. Let's see some more of this, this Riddler stuff. And then let's <laughs> you know, like, you know, let's get into the middle of this and do something more interesting than this. Cause we yeah. did, you know, to, to me, that was, 
that was the way it always was. It was, it was, was it more interesting than say Batman Returns? Let's go back to previous, the, the two previous incarnations of Catwoman would be the Michelle Pfeiffer version um, and then the Anne Hathaway version from the Dark, Dark Knight Rises, which I enjoyed both of them. I, but, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's of course is iconic and, you know, they, they did, they did a lot of fun stuff and they kind of captured that spirit of, the, the duality between, you know, both of them, um, you know, and, and danced with that. And it was kind of fun. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, I don't know, the romance maybe didn't feel as earned um, in there either, uh, because it was just kind of like, oh, she stole this thing from me. And I'm kind of aroused by that. And then there, you know, she's like, maybe she'll help me, but maybe she's trying to do her own thing. But then what if we were married and ran off and there's all this like fantasy stuff and, it, you know, it's like, eh, that's fine too. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about this where, you know, it was sort of fun at times, but there was nothing that just blew me away where I was just like, she's an amazing character. You know, she's just like some random girl that he meets who just happens to be, um, you know, a gifted acrobat and pretty good at fighting and, you know, can steal shit when she wants to. And so she can help. She's, and she's useful to Batman because she has her own, you know, she has her own interests too. And she says a couple of things that make him question stuff, but ultimately she's not that threatening. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of the way I felt about her all, all told. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Zoe Kravitz uh, did a movie this year also. I don't know if you've seen yet. It's Steven Soderbergh's Kimmy. I have. And yeah. I actually uh, thought it was quite good. I, I very um, much enjoyed that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a four out of five type movie for me, but I was a big fan. Yeah, and uh, so coming into this, that was like my thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do. I, I, you know, I'm all about them having a romance if they want. I don't think it's mm -hmm. time yet. I, I really do think yeah. the writing surrounding Catwoman, not her, not the plot points that relate to her that relate to the overall plot. I have less of a problem with that. Like her friend, yeah. um. Or, you know, uh, I'll just say her father. I'll just say that vaguely. Right. Um, things like that I, I'm fine with. Um, part of me wishes she would have just been a side character mm -hmm. for this movie and yeah. focused on Batman. Um, but then it would have had the Ana de Armas uh, thing from No Time to Die where everyone was pissed because all they yeah. wanted was more like Ana de Armas. And it's like, <laughs> right. it's like, fuck her. Like, why? Yeah. Just because she's hot. Like, like, why do you want her in this movie? She doesn't need to be in it more. And for me, it's it's that thing. I feel like people would have just complained because like like Catwoman wasn't in it enough. It's like well, you fucking hold on; she'll be in another movie. <laughs> right. Just like fucking wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, that so if there's anywhere where I feel like studio interfered, uh, I feel like it was in this area. But I actually mm -hmm. thought she did fine. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I'm. I, I kind of actually am closer to you than I expected to be with Catwoman. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I might be a, a bit more of a fan, but um, but yeah, I think she could be fine. I think. If she comes back in, which because of the way it's developed, I don't think she at the very least for the second movie, I don't think she needs to. If she comes yeah. back for a third, mm -hmm. if there is like that would make more sense, like give more room yeah. for these things. Um, but that's just not how studios work. So, right. We'll see. Uh, Paul Dano, though. Mm -hmm. What a weird guy. Yeah. Um, I thought he was plenty wacky enough uh, for this. Um, he's he's not. um crazy in the same way he was in like there will be blood which yeah. i have to say part of me wishes he was that type of crazy yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been fun I mean, yeah i mean i listen i like daniel in this so i'm, I'm not 
diminishing it. I just kept thinking, like, I feel like he was actually crazier than there will be blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, he, he was such a weasel in that movie. It would have, yeah, I think it would have been fun if he had been, yeah, if he had been closer to that. Um, I mean, not, you know, not, you know, again, not that I, again, not that I disliked him as, you know, what he did here, because I like it. Um, it, it was very restrained by comparison. You know, he was very boisterous and over the top. But even, I mean, even making him a religious fanatic would have been a lot of fun, um, it, you know, in, in some way. Maybe it would have rang a little too close to seven at that point. Um, and I hate to yeah. keep being on that because, you know, there those those comparisons are are valid, but I don't want to, you know, hammer on them too much. But it, it would have been fun to have him be a religious fanatic, you know, but I, I do think if, you know, if I didn't, if I say too much, you know, in that direction, it's going to get a little, it would probably get a little more political than it wants to be, but hell, the world's a political place now. And that, that's, that, that's really the one thing I want. If, if you're reimagining Batman for a new film series, I want it to be for more than just, I'm going to, Hey, we just need to do a new version of it because whatever reason, and you know because but you don't think that this this does you don't think this does more i i think it does i think it 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 eases out in that direction but it doesn't go for i wanted it to be like full on like you know liberal versus conservative like this is this is our world right nowadays it's like trumpers versus non-trumpers you could say democrats if you want but let's say trump you know republicans versus democrats that's kind of like what the world is right now and it would be fun for Batman to be that person right smack in the middle because that's kind of who he is. You know, he has his ethics in, in one sense that I don't want to kill people, but also I, you know, I can't take all this crime and stuff. So I'm going to, you know, it, do I feel sorry for criminals or do I want to just kick the shit out of them and, you know, and make the world safe for rich people. And, and this, this movie does touch on that. Like I said, they, but they just, they just kind of touch on it and then they go, okay, now here's, you know, here's your car chase. And then here's here's a couple words about it, and then here's our you know big finale in the the you know uh, I almost said it, but I want you know here's our big finale in this place that we have the big finale. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and there I think there is even a line where, um, and and again this is this has been a Catwoman hallmark for for several years for many many years, it is the you know you sit here with your money and you can you know point at people and say this is what's best for them, but you don't know because you're not one of those people. You've never you've never lived, you know, not knowing when, when your next meal is going to come or if it's going to come or if you can afford to buy something um, you need, yeah. or if your heat's going to be shut off or whatever, you know, and, and don't they you think it's, that, it, but they don't go deep into it. Don't you think it's interesting though, if, if these are seeds planted now, listen again, I recognize that I'm not yeah. I, I, like, this could never be realized. Right. And, and yeah, I recognize yeah. that you can't base that on this movie that exists. Right. Yeah. However, it, yeah. um, it, with, with, with the movie, that is already jam packed at three hours and everything. Do you think yeah. that that's actually a bad thing? Cause I feel like if that were to have actually taken place, is that the point of the movie? Well, if, if that now, if it comes, if it comes back to that and, and this turns into a larger thing later, then I'll, then yeah, I'll have to come back and go. Yeah. Okay. Then they, you know, they had, so they had from the start and they, they wanted to, you know, slow burn it. That'd be a great. Okay. And, and even, um, and even, you know, the, as we touched on with the Snyder movies before, that is one thing that that was pretty good about, uh, you know, the the best part of those movies, I should say, is that that idea of, you know, superheroes are, you know, have this backlash against them. You know, people who 
don't think they're here to help or that even if they are, they're not doing a great job of it and making Batman that, you know, maybe Superman is not the best thing for the world because, you know, look at all this, you know, tragedy that came because of him. So I think that's there. And, and that was something that, you know, again, what, you know, when the man of steel thing came out with him killing Zod, uh, you know, I, I even said at the time, I was like, okay, I didn't love that because Superman's not the murdering type, but if he does that and then he's like, man, that like screwed me up in so many ways and I need to, you know, be very much anti-killing now, then I think then I can't have a problem with that. And so I kind of did that fantasy booking on my own back then. And, and where it came about was that kind of manifested more in, in Batman's side where he was like, hey, look, like Superman is this, is dangerous and he's going to destroy our planet if we let him. So, um, and, you know, and that was kind of the, the basis of that conflict. And that's great. And I thought, okay, that was, that was a strong way. Honestly, it's a strong way to do it. You know, again, the execution was pretty bad, but um, they, yeah, if they do that, then I'll come back and go, I can retroactively say, oh yeah, I like this movie, you know, a lot more than I thought because the second movie really did a lot of things. Um, but where we're at, that's where I'm at right now with it is that I'm going to be, you know, I can, I can withhold judgment. And that's kind of my, maybe even part of my wishy-washiness here is that maybe there's, you know, more good to be had, but um, it, it, you know, on the strength of what is right here, uh, I'm kind of like, oh, I just wanted more of it. If I get more of sure. it, then maybe I'll be like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, I, I need I need this to be clear. I know I've already said this, but I need this to be clear. I, I am not basing my feelings about the Batman on what could be. I am talking right. about this. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you, Joe, but also listeners. Sure. I am looking at this with what we were given. Uh -huh. I'm just speculating yeah. on the seeds, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. so, again, some of these could not be realized. It's like, oh, it's a wasted opportunity. Like, yeah, you know, that could have yeah. been really good um yeah but well, uh and, and yeah so at, sorry look back at something even like something like superman returns um which you know which you know is almost forgotten these days um but what kind of suffered from the same thing where you know that where that movie ended was you know superman throwing a giant rock of you know rapidly growing kryptonite into the you know out into space and the you know, obviously that movie didn't perform as well as they wanted and led to a lot of changes, but there were, you know, there was a lot of talk that, you know, that, that giant chunk of rock, which was, you know, made of kryptonite, as it turns out, was, you know, was kind of supposed to be destined to grow into some, to a planet of its own and to kind of be a basis for a whole new thing, which I was like, that's a really cool idea. And if you look at Superman Returns through that lens, it's kind of easier to go, well, yeah, there's some promise there, but you know, it's like that could really turn into something. But instead, people are like, oh, well, you know, like he didn't punch anybody the whole movie. You know, it's like he doesn't even do anything. The whole, like, OK, they like shoot him and bullets bounce off of him. And, you know, there's the cool shot where the bullet hits him in the eye. And, you know, he kind of like pushes some guys and takes him to jail. And, you know, just, <laughs> and <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he's flying around and then he's lifting heavy things. It's like that's the whole thing. It's like we want to see him fight somebody. So, you know, of course, that begat Man of Steel, and then that begat where we're at now. So, um, but, yeah, so it, it's, yeah, it's it's tough to do that. It's kind of tough to to look at, a you know, what could be versus just what's here. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, uh, if I, and I can't even look at you, and I saw, and again, I saw this movie with um, with Sam and, you know, that you mentioned earlier, and also with uh, with um, Evan Dossi, our, um, another friend of ours, who made me laugh out loud when the movie was over he was like 
that fucking sucked. Like he said it out loud. And uh, a guy, a couple rows back, got kind of mad at him. And they kind of like went back and forth a little bit. He's like, what do you mean? That was good. And he was like, that movie was terrible. And he went through all these reasons why he hated it. And, um, you know, and, and then Sam was just like rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, Evan hates everything, which is true, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I'll just say this for as much as I love Evan. I did like now having yeah. seen it, I disagree with like 90 percent of what he wrote about. Yeah, Though it is a yeah, very well written piece. Uh, you should go check it out at Midwest Film Journal. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not on Evan's yeah. side of this one. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I feel like it makes me want to argue all the opposite points. But yeah. uh, but he makes his argument. You should go check that sure. out. Um, I, I want to say this though. I, I really want to stick to the cast, but just in a, in a simple answer, if you can, yeah. Because uh, you you brought up like when you watched Man of Steel, for example, uh-huh. that uh, whenever Superman kills kills Zod, you kind of you found uh-huh. yourself kind of struggling with that because you were like, but Superman yeah. doesn't kill. Right. But in the movie, if he murders someone, he does. Right. right. So is yes. there room in your mind, uh-huh. or can you disassociate the character you know? Especially uh-huh. if they're even peripherally staying close to that, versus yeah. the person that the film actually makes them uh-huh. um, to establish them as a character—is that something that's uh, relatively easy for you to do, or do you struggle with it? Because I'll say it, this one thing before you answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I recognize that Superman ended up doing exactly what you said, uh-huh. which is that event changed who he was and made him fulfill the canon mm-hmm. that we know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious, like, before that happened, though, you were stuck with, holy shit, Superman just murdered someone, which that was right. awesome to me. I was actually yeah. a big fan because uh-huh. I liked that it was so refreshing because I thought, oh, he'll never kill him. And then right. when he did, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It depends. Um, something... You know, when we're dealing with icons like Batman and Superman, I have a harder time with it, Um, it, you know, with something like that. And it depends on what it is. You know, I mean, they're obviously, you know, different versions of characters of existing characters often have changes, you know. Um, But, you know, even if we if we're looking at somebody like Bond, you know, they're, you know, Bond's predilection for killing and, you know, like what it does to him has been, you know, obviously like the Daniel Craig version was a little different than, you know, the Pierce Brosnan version and the Roger Moore version. You know, there were, there were some, some minor differences, although they were arguably the same franchise. Um, you know, other, you know, other changes, I guess when it's, you know, with, with Batman and Superman, those are such ingrained parts of the character. It's hard for me to look past it and go, Oh, well, you know, who cares? Um, I guess I could, I could in a sense, look past it, but it would probably always bother me. I feel like it would always bug me. Um, and and the, the funny thing is, is in the, the Burton and Schumacher films, they don't even address it. You know, there's never even a Batman doesn't ever kill. And he kills plenty of people in those movies. And, you know, <laughs> you know, and I don't have much, honestly, I don't have much problem with it, you know, from, from him, you know, setting up the Joker to be killed to, you know, in Batman Returns, he, you know, like, puts the bomb on the circus dude, the, the dude from uh, over the top that he kills. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm just like throwing out all this random shit. The dude from over the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Bull Hurley from over the top is like one of the thugs. And, and, you know, he like cuts the bomb off of one of the clown gang at the beginning. And then, you know, like he can't hurt this guy. And, and the dude's like, yeah, I'm going to like wear you out now. And then he like, and Batman like smiles at him. He looks down and the bomb strapped to him. Right. And he like, 
kicks him and, you know, he like punches him and then he like walks away and the bomb blows up. Um, you know, so that's it's like he murders someone as a gag, you know, and it's like, I, I just laughed in the, in the theater at the time. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Um, you know, he, so, I mean, people die in all of those movies at Batman's hand. And I never, so I, I guess the answer is yes, I can. Um, but in, again, in this more modern context where we're dealing with more character development and that's, I guess, take supposedly taken more seriously, I guess this is kind of what I want. Um, but again, in this, you know, in this film, I don't, I don't have those kinds of major, like, this is not what my Batman does kind of things. I don't really have any problems with, you know, the things he does. Yeah. If anything, I want to see them explore that a little more. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I will accept that answer. Um, so we've already talked about Colin Farrell. Um, we already talked about him. Holy shit. That's what I have in my notes. Uh, I thought yeah. he was so good. Um, we don't get much of him, but Andy Serkis is Alfred. Uh, a short and sweet answer. How do you feel about Andy Serkis? I think he was great, and but he was underutilized. That's what I'll say. And and again, if they if they come in the future at it, sure. But, you know, I, but I I thought he was fine. I thought I one hundred percent don't think fine. Alfred really needed to be much of any kind of part of this movie other than a seed. So yeah. if they do, I hope they do more with him. I agree. I thought Circus yeah. did awesome. So yeah, yeah, I'm with I thought you. it was fascinating G- that they had that conflict. That like, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of conflict in the other movies, and it's just, you know, but it's mostly just like eh, I wanted. Yeah, I I like what they did here. Yeah, yeah I, me too. I I think this Batman needs room to mature. And I think some people are struggling with him being a bit more immature. And I don't mean immature as in like young and dumb. I mean, like he mm-hmm. has only been Batman for two years and he's still right. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's just kind of like, you're not my dad. Fuck off. Like, I got to right. figure this out. And yeah. it's like, I can understand why he's that way. But at the same time, it's like, why you got to be a dick? But at the same time, right. it's like, you have a lot of traumatic shit. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, like, there's a lot going on there. But then what about Jeffrey Wright as uh, a Gordon? I, I love Jeffrey Wright and and I thought I I liked what I honestly I really liked what they did here. Um, maybe it went over the top a time or two with you know like the other cops like hey what's he doing here and he's like screw off I, you know like I want him here. Um, but you know maybe that was a little bit weird at times. I I enjoyed it overall, but I would like I'd have liked to have seen a little more. Like this is why I can do this, you know. Um, and and maybe I wanted to see a little more about why he had all that trust. But again, I I love Jeffrey Wright. I thought he was great, and, and I think he continues to be great. Jeffrey Wright's so good. And here yeah. I just said, in my view, just as good as Gary Oldman's. Uh, but I don't want to yeah. compare them. Like that was in my right. notes. Is like I don't yeah, mean to yeah, compare they're them because they're both. Yeah, they're both very different, very good. Um, but I thought this was great. And I want to say this actually, this uh, Gordon reminds me. Uh, a lot of the comic book Gordons that I've read uh-huh. uh, because um, in a lot of the comic books I've read, he's had to do those explanations, right? Where it's like, yeah, where people right. are like, you're really letting this guy on the crime scene. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Like, right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. um, so I guess I didn't even think about it. It's a good point to bring up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't even think about it because that's just like, we're in a universe where the lights already been built uh-huh. to cast onto the uh, ever overcast city. Yeah. Um, and uh, notice that um, it's always overcast so that it bounces off something. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, that's why there should be rain all the time. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, and then John Turturro. I just want to talk oh, about him as uh, as Falcone. 
They call yeah. him Falcone. I'm pretty sure it's Falcone. I yeah. could be wrong. I'm going to call him Falcone because I can do yeah. whatever the fuck I want. It's my show. That's but the right. point is, um, what do you think of John Turturro here? Man, this you know what this movie really did was show me how great an actor he is. I mean, you think about the stuff he's been in from the Big Lebowski, like just the Cohen, the Cohen stuff that he's done. Oh, brother, where art thou? The Big Lebowski, where he's just a goof. And this movie, I was looking at him and I was like, there is nothing here that I recognize of him from those movies. And, and just such a, and, but he was so good. Like he was so solid. Um, and so, just so different from those movies. Just, you know, just all these other, which, you know, again, things I've loved him in um, that were just very memorable. Just a variety, all of the different things he's done over the years. It's just like, this is, this feels different than all of that. His face is, you know, there, but, you know, if, if you want to juxtapose that with Colin Farrell, it's just like, it's the, you know, Colin Farrell has disappeared into that role here. You know, this guy's very much John Turturro, but he also feels a lot different and that's such a good thing. And yeah, I love him in that. I loved him in this movie and, and uh, uh, yeah, I was, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, he's great. Um, I thought he was awesome. Uh, just for everybody to think about this in 1989, he's in do the right thing. Go check that out. He's great mm-hmm. there. Then he's in Miller Crossing, um, you know, look into your heart or whatever the line <laughs> he says. So great. I fucking uh-huh. love that movie. Criterion just put that out recently. I got to get that. Uh, and he's also in Barton Fink, two very different, again, Coen Brothers characters, as you mentioned. Yep. Uh, and then he does Quiz Show, which really, really puts him on the map. I mean, that's one of his big like uh-huh. uh, roles there. Uh, and then he's in The Big Lebowski, of course. Don't fuck it with the Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then he's in like rounders and <laughs> like, right. I mean, I could just go down the list. I mean, there's just so much. He's in Mr. Deeds, which is I'm just looking for stuff that's like outside the norm. And then he's yeah. in like, you know, Secret Window and The Good Shepherd and Transformers. Yeah. It's like this dude's been in a, a, everything, like just yeah. all over the place. It's and this uh, dude, you're spot on. Like, yeah. this is a different way of looking at him, even yeah. though I thought I'd seen every form of him yeah this made me take him very seriously as someone who could hurt me yeah and he is (laughs) he is so just so cool in this movie too he's just like he's so like at ease with everything and i was like man that is a cool dude and then you you know you like you think about it again think about him and oh brother where art thou how he's just like comical in all these different ways the geek man yeah he's he's just he's incredible in this movie yeah so I, I want to uh, just to kind of close out here. Uh, I, I mean, we're not ending yet, but I mean, just to kind of shift, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we close out, uh, there there are two things I kind of want to bring up that we can talk more broader mm-hmm. uh, in uh, broader terms or whatever. Uh, and the first thing is uh, I, I've seen some criticisms, uh, both in critical reviews and uh, just people, whether it be on Letterboxd or wherever. And again, this is not something I hear a lot. I've actually heard this very, it's been very minimal, but I have seen this a few times. And some people um, compare the, basically, and these are all the same people that feel like uh, the Reeves Batman is uh, uh, compared to the Nolan Batman, right? And they can't get past the Riddler's just this kind of like, character that you cannot predict what he's going to do he's just kind of like wildly um uh kind of like random in his villain in his villainous 
right? Yeah. Um, so people kind of compare the Riddler basically to the Joker and the Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually see these as very different characters, but I'm curious what you think. Uh, just to kind of jump into a talking point, I guess. I'm curious yeah. if you feel like, did this feel like kind of a, a back tread to you or did this feel like yeah. something different? Yeah, it it did. It, in, in a lot of ways, it did. It, it and not you know, and I think there are differences, but I think some of the methodologies were maybe some maybe a little too similar. A lot of like the video, you know, there's a couple of parts where he's like doing the viral video kind of thing, which again, which makes sense in a modern context, but it it did still kind of it kind of did feel like the way you know he was holding the host the city hostage the way the Joker did in the Dark Knight. I think that's valid. Um, it, it's not, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, yeah, I think it's valid and I think it's there and I think it's important, but it's not a deal breaker on its own to me necessarily um, because that's kind of just what Batman villains do. That's what villains a lot of times do and especially Batman villains. Um, so to an extent, it doesn't bother me. I think maybe, uh, it's it's something that if everything else had been if it had, if it had turned out a little bit different I wouldn't care about it in the least I'd be like okay sure this is there's some similarities but so what but um, it, it's just kind of one it, it's it's kind of a if if I want to say death by a thousand pinpricks it, that's kind of the closest thing I could say you know it, it's it's one it's one more thing for me to to look at and nitpick a bit. But on its own, I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I think it's I, I would I can look past it. I'll, I'll, yeah. You know, with with know. all due respect, let me tell you why I think this argument is <laughs> stupid. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. Because yeah, because I also like I said, I don't I don't feel that strongly about it. No, I know, I know. I know. I, I just every time I read it, I get upset because I feel like every argument lacks like a certain nuance mm-hmm. that I think is like fundamental whenever you're looking at these characters. Because I want to okay. start off by saying this. Arkham is a place for the criminally insane, okay? Mm-hmm. And whenever you're basing something in a reality, yeah. every character that is a Batman villain, with the exception of someone like uh, Penguin at this point, who's kind of just like a normal kind of gangster of sorts, you know? Which yeah. I just I just saw that in 2023, they're supposed to release a spinoff of just the Penguin. There's no name for it. But mm-hmm. Colin Farrell is on board for it. So I don't know what that is. FYI, I just yeah. saw it on IMDb and just randomly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Reeves is directing. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. But that could be interesting. Going back to my idea of like over movies, he could be developed into something much bigger. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do something cool with him. Maybe to be another movie kind of like Joker, you know, with, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> with Joaquin Phoenix. But it's the Penguin. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Anyways. But all that said, uh, you know, every character is going to that goes to Arkham, all of these villains have something com- in common. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all they're all going to have a similar within a within a more grounded universe. They're going to have a similar way of of uh facilitating uh their their terror, right? Um yeah. and I think the fundamental difference for me and this might sound like a, a small difference, but to me it's it's like fundamental because of what I just said mm-hmm. is the Joker was a facilitator of chaos. That was like the entire yes. point he wanted to watch the world burn. That's like mm-hmm. kind of what he talks about, right? When he burns yes. all the money, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah. I just want to watch the world burn. F- like, fuck money. Who cares? Right. But the Riddler has a motive. And I think mm-hmm. this is like a key difference Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, the Riddler is insane. Yes. But 
uh, as I said, as all Batman characters are who end up in Arkham like him, you know, uh, it, it's all about the traits that make them different. Now, you can watch something like Schumacher's movies, and there is a polar difference between Two-Face uh, and uh, Ice, uh, Mr. Freeze and the yeah. Riddler and Poison mm-hmm. I- Like, they all have very distinct difference because they're cartoons, basically, right? Yes, uh, yes. They're they're very different. Even the Adam West TV show mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that, these characters are very different. Even though they do the same shit, look at the Adam West thing. They do the right. same shit. It's just, does somebody give them a riddle or is there yeah. ice somewhere? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same shit. Yes. It's just like the trait. Right. So what what I perceive this as is uh, hopefully what Reeves does. And again, I say hopefully because we don't know. So I can't really add this as a perk to the movie, but uh, all I see is nuance and traits. Like, how is he going to make these characters different in some way? I think Mm -hmm. Nolan actually did a very good job at that. Like, Bane was very different from the Joker, was very different than Scarecrow. So I get that. Um, And so I I appreciate that. And Ra's al Ghul and all of those. They had a very distinct kind of characteristics. Mm -hmm. I'll be curious, though, to see how those characteristics and traits are separated and played out in this universe. Mm-hmm. I actually am unsure how that will work, uh, yeah. but I do defend the Riddler as 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 a different character. And and one of the things I hear a lot is what you brought up mm-hmm. is the use of like technology and social media and things like that. Yeah. Um. And I think it's important to say when the Joker does it in in those uh, Nolan Batman movies, mm-hmm. uh, he's not like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I may just forget this point, but I don't remember them just being like social media things. These were just like videos that were either right. sent out to the news that were played yeah. out, but mm-hmm. they were done very social media like, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, the Riddler is doing something that is very contemporary in our society, and it is like, what other thing is he going to do? Right. Like in our yeah. contemporary world, this is the thing you do. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel that when the Joker does it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when the Joker yeah. does it, it's more of that "fuck you" I'm facilitating chaos. By showing you all the fucked up things I'm doing, and you still can't ke- like get me. Whereas yeah. the Riddler, by the end of this movie, uh, uh, Reeves the Batman, the Riddler like shows how he's using social media and what he's mm-hmm. using it for, and yeah. what that actually outcomes of those actions. The, his mm-hmm. his use of social media is not to facilitate chaos exclusively. Yeah. His use of social media is to do something larger more yeah. methodical, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the Which Joker is, what he does. is literally, yeah. yeah, the Joker's literally yeah. saying, look what I'm doing and you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I get the surface level, like comparisons. Mm-hmm. Dude, I 100% agree with yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. the surface level, I get that like totally, mm-hmm. but like, as I'm watching it, I just never naturally felt that, you know what yeah. I mean? That was just mm-hmm. something in the aftermath that I, thought about yeah. because some people had talked about it and then it like made me really want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but kind of piggybacking off of that though, there is a large comparison between Reeves, the Batman and Nolan's Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to bring all the Batmans into it at this point and just sure. kind of ask like, what are some of, what are some of your favorites and where does this Reeves Batman kind of fit into mm-hmm. that whole, that whole canon? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird that I don't, I, I don't have an answer ready for that one <laughs> for that. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it's, and it's, and it's weird because I feel like I it, it kind of in a, in a knee jerk sort of way, I want to be like, okay, the Nolan trilogy um, is like one 
even though it's not, because those movies, all three of those movies are, are you know, pretty different, uh, as you just touched on. But the, the Burton and Schumacher movies, I almost want to look at as four different movies. <laughs> which, yeah. and, and then also, you know, now we have the Snyder stuff to look at. Um, I, I don't know. He's, uh, it's probably in the middle. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably in the middle at this point. Um, I, I, have, I have such an affinity for especially Burton's, you know, the 89 Batman. Um, but it's in it, but it's not a great movie, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, it, it's, it, it did other things, but it also, even, and even at the time, there's something about that movie that's a little bit less than, I, I think it's the limitations of the suit that they used. I think it's the limitations of the action they were able to do. Um, but there's something, there was something that kept it, even when I first saw, I was very excited about it, of course. And I saw it and I was like, that was awesome. But couldn't it have been a little more awesome? Like, aren't, like some of the fight scenes feel a little less than awesome. Um, it, it feels like a gimmicky. Like we got shown a bunch of cool stuff. We got shown all the, all the wonderful toys, but, you know, he, he didn't use them to do cool enough things, maybe. Um, some of the fighting was a little bit like punch, 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 punch um, in, a, in a less than interesting way. Um, Batman Returns is nuts, you know, and I love that about it, but it also it's very flawed. The, and then the last two, you know, Forever and Batman and Robin, I just kind of look at it as movies with inter, a little bit of fun entertainment value mixed in, but they're bad movies overall. Um, the Nolan movies, I think, are all great, but um, The Dark Knight Rises especially has some, some limitations. And then most of the, the Affleck slash Snyder Batman movies or, you know, those, his involvement in them, you know, are, they're just, they're bad movies for the most part. So he's probably in the middle. This is, this is kind of, I mean, and I gave this, I think, just a flat, like three, maybe three and a half stars um, on Letterboxd. Oh, you gave it a three, Joe. Yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a three. Yeah, I was going to say if, if I was feeling good, I would have given it an extra half. Gave it a, just a three because I liked it and didn't love it. Um, but it, it's kind of it kind of feels the same way as, you know, where, you know, I liked it, but I feel like I could have it could have it could have been better. It should have been a little more. But there were some very good things about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to yeah, I'm going to cheat and just say right in the middle um, without you know, without uh, maybe I can do the list tonight and really place it. But um, I, I have a hard time putting it over any of the the Nolan movies, to be honest. Like just from the filmmaking standpoint of it, even though, like I said, Dark Knight Rises has some has some pretty silly issues with it. But you know, um, I don't know if I would be able to or not. But um, certainly, <laughs> there have been worse Batman's made than this one. But um, also, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. How I think, about you? What did yeah. You well, I, th I think. Um, yeah, I gave it a four out of five. So that was a yeah. very easy thing for me. But uh -huh. I think. I think the in placing it, I think up top, I said that this was a top three for me. Okay. Um, it's funny because Nolan's Batman. I, I think in terms of of like writing and narrative and stuff, they almost uh -huh. work better in order. Yeah, like I think Batman yeah. Begins is actually a really strong origin story. Yeah, uh, minus some of the dumb studio shit, but it's like as a 
story. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Knight, it has uh, a lot of issues, I think, in terms of uh, the universe. But I still think it's like damn near perfect. Like, it's so yeah. entertaining and so mm-hmm. awesome. It doesn't actually make any sense, but it's like really awesome. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yeah. the Joker could do none of these things, but it's like it's really cool to see him play out. Right. Right. And then the Dark Knight Rises has so many errors in its writing, but yeah. I fucking love how that movie feels. Like I just yeah. love watching it. So yes. Batman Begins is actually my least favorite of the Nolan Batmans. Okay. Even though I think it's the best written, like probably the best <laughs> written. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's so yeah. weird. So it's like um this is probably right above Batman Begins but below the other two even though like I told you I think the like you and I could talk about the Dark Knight Rises and all of its uh, limitations and flaws, but I just yeah. fucking love that movie. It's kind of the same with a lot of Nolan stuff, actually. Inception, yeah. Interstellar, any of that shit, I could just yes. rip and tear apart. But mm-hmm. I just like love them. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, but excuse me. the The reason I love this though is I love the I love Gotham. I love the world that's established. Um, I love that this is basically just a. A detective noir, and for the first time ever, because I actually don't look at Nolan's movies as him being really any kind of detective outside of just like, because he doesn't actually do any detective work. Like you said, the right. bricks where he reconstructs yeah. them. That's all just like technology he bought. You it know is, what I'm saying? It's more science. Yeah, yeah. It's more science. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in this, it's like, even if it doesn't go super far with it, like he's actually in the shit. He's like doing the detective work. Um, and yeah, he makes like a lot of the actual detectives look stupid, but at the yeah. same time, there's like a reason why Gotham needs Batman because like everyone's fucking corrupt and most people yeah. are bad at their jobs. So yeah. the, like, so I kind of like can give that a, a bit of a pass just because mm-hmm. it's like, that's the reason he exists. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually love the depiction of penguin. I can't wait to see what they do with him. Uh, mm-hmm. just because I know they're going to do more. I think they did only what they needed to do in this one. I don't yeah. think there needed to be any more uh, related to him. Um, and so, and like I said, the the Paul Dano, just the idea of the Riddler being a serial killer, basically. Uh, I mean, Seven and Zodiac are among my two, if not my, it probably, both of them are probably my top three Fincher movies. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I, I'm just like a huge fan. So just those comparisons within the context of a superhero movie, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of. Um, I think this is a different enough world for me. I think Batman's different enough. I think uh, his relationships with all of the key characters are different enough. I think the look, the feel, the focus, the motivation is different enough that um, I'm happy that this exists. It is by no means perfect. We already kind of illuminated some of those errors, particularly the writing and a lot of it dealing with Catwoman. I love that Catwoman exists. I just wish that those aspects may have been written a little differently. And sure. and again, that's kind of why I think the second part uh, just dips a little bit for me is because uh-huh. it's a lot of the stuff we were talking about and criticizing takes place in that kind of second act. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I never, I was, dude, I was never bored. Like you said, this was an easy three hours. Like when it was done, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. I can't like that was three hours of my life. I had no idea <laughs> right. um, that sort of a thing. And uh, yeah, I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do next. I'll totally watch this penguin movie. If this happens, I have mm-hmm. no idea what that will be. It kind of concerns me, to be honest, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but dude, I, I yeah, I'm in. And I, I, I just 
I've already said it, so I don't need to harp on about it. I just see these and Nolan's Batman. I mean, what else do you compare this to? Yeah. Nolan's. Yeah. It's the only place to go. But if you right. actually, and I encourage all the listeners, you just go to YouTube even and look up a, a clip from mm. The Dark Knight. And yeah. then look at like the clip that they released with the Peter Skarsgård um, sequence where the car goes mm-hmm. into the funeral. Like, like watch that even. You know, we, or like even, the, yeah. we haven't even mentioned him, and I love Peter Sarsgaard. I love that he was in this movie yeah. for as small as his role was. Yeah, yeah. I said Sarsgaard, but I meant Sarsgaard. Yeah. yeah, and and the thing is, uh, like he is really awesome in this. I didn't mention him because it is a very small role, but yeah, yeah, uh, he is great, and he's very good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that sequence, or or the uh, more n- namely the uh, the the kind of first killing that we see, um, mm-hmm. and that first crime scene, put that up against. Like uh, the Dark Knight, and tell me those look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like it, just, they just yeah. don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. don't. So, um, in terms of comparing them, I just think it's dumb. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but but yet yet I've done it plenty. On yeah, this, I was saying we the whole time doing it, even though yeah, yeah, yeah. But but my point <laughs> is like using it as a means to criticize this new one. I think I th- I still think Batman has a lot to say, and uh, I hope Reeves does it because. I don't think Reeves, I have to look at this, but in terms of some of his bigger hits, I still don't have any Reeves movies that I hate. I, I like yeah. some less, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually not a huge Cloverfield fan. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and Very Let Me In, of course. Yeah. Um, and, like, Let Me In, it's a remake mm-hmm. of a much better movie, but it's still a pretty good remake, it's you good. know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's that kind of a thing, you know? Uh, right. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm I'm really happy that he did it. Uh, any last thoughts on this on this Batman movie, man? Yeah, no, that that's yeah, that's about it. I mean, we you know, I think I've done we've done these to death, talked it to death. Um, I think it's you know, it's worth seeing. Um, it it's maybe worth sitting on and looking, you know, and looking to see where they're going next. Um, I'd be very interested to see where they're going next, but um, yeah, but you know, I. A lot, to, a lot to like, but some things that I'm just kind of shrugging at. And, going, uh-huh. and I, I hate to be, and I, I hate to be the person because so many other people would say things like, "This movie has no reason to exist other than blah 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 blah." And you know, and I, I hate being that person, but there's part of me that kind of feels that where I'm like, "Well, they're, they're obviously making this because," but then I honestly can't finish that sentence. It's like because they were gonna make it and. They and then Affleck dropped out, and so they're like, "Well, we're still going to make it." So instead, we're going to do this other thing that's different. Um, but it's not that different, but it kind of is, you know. So there's, uh, I don't know. I'm. I, it's more. It's puzzling for me for more than anything. And it's like, okay, I'll. I'm st- basically I'm sticking around to see what's happening next, which you know I probably would have done anyway, unless it was terrible. But um, yeah, I, you know, I I, I feel slightly underwhelmed but you know again batman has been worse and could be much much worse than and you know and has been than this is so you know i'll i'll i'm going to stick with it for now and let's let's see where it's going and and uh, if it goes somewhere really fun i don't understand you sometimes joe i, I don't either i don't even know <laughs> it, you know as we record like it's closing in on midnight i don't know what the hell i'm even saying <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't understand. I got this allergy much. thing going, you know, like I don't even. Yeah, you won't stop. It's like you're doing cocaine over there or something. I know. I'm I'm muting and blowing my nose every 10, uh, 10 15 seconds. It's like, you know, I'm stuffing up more now. And it's, you know, it's an allergy thing. It is, you know, it is mid-March. So it's about time, but. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I just, uh, yeah, it just, it, the last thing I'll just leave it off with, and this is less even just a comment on what you just said, but it's just in mm-hmm. general, I just, I still just struggle with people not seeing this as something that is different. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is just perspective. I mean, yeah. each critic and each person that sees mm-hmm. this is going to have their own feelings. Yeah. Um, every, every kind of casual moviegoer is going to watch this and will not be able to help themselves compare it to Nolan. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that again on a surface level, but just seeing this uh, as looking at Batman as a detective immediately mm-hmm. makes this different. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really excited, especially bringing the Thomas Wayne is not like the perfect mm-hmm. kind of philanthropist and, and politician and and yeah. great person. You know, what I mean? like mm-hmm. just all these yeah. little things. It's like, fuck, man, like Reeves and, and Peter Craig, the other writer, just like setting something up. That I hope they can actually like write a check they can cash here, right? Right. Exactly. This has right. the this has the room. This has room to be just fucking great, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I already love the first one again, four out of five. But still, like for superhero mm-hmm. movies, that's very high for me. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. So, anyways, I guess I guess we'll we'll leave it at that. If you uh, if you see this movie, the Batman. Or if you have seen it and you agree or disagree with on uh, with either one of our takes, please let us know at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at mediumcoolpod. You can also harass Joe. Uh, just find just Joe Shearer on social media. Just find him and, and just attack him and tell him why he's so right. dumb. Yeah. And then uh, you can hit us up on Letterboxd, too, and do the same. Uh, you can find me as Austin Glidden. And just let us know what's up. Because mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on yeah. the Batman to see if you feel the same or not. Joe, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for Absolutely. keeping me up until almost midnight. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Thanks a lot, and I appreciate it. And, and yeah, it's, it's always fun. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> see ya. All right, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing Joe and I's thoughts on The Batman. Uh, next week, I'm going to have Matt Sosi on. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Akira Kurosawa's Shakespeare trilogy. We're going to talk about, um, oh my God, oh, Throne of Blood, sorry, The Bad Sleep Well and Ron. Uh, why? Because Akira Kurosawa's birthday is March 23rd. Of course, he's uh, he passed away in the 90s. Um, but, uh, you know, his spirit lives on through his film. So uh, we're going to celebrate his life by talking about those Shakespeare uh, movie adaptations that he did, basically. Um, of course, Throne of Blood being Macbeth, which we just had the tragedy of Macbeth come out, the Joel Cohen film. So it was interesting to kind of watch the differences between those. And then, of course, uh, the uh, the Bad Sleep Well is a very loose adaptation of Hamlet. And then Ron is King Lear, um, a more faithful, more faithful than the Bad Sleep Well, at least, uh, adaptation of a Shakespeare movie. I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't seen any of those in a long time. Uh, I've already watched Throne of Blood. Between now and whenever I talk with Matt, I will uh, uh, have seen the other two, re the other two. I've seen them before. 
Uh, but I'm looking forward to that episode. We have a Hitchcock Marathon coming up in the near future. We have tons of guests. It's going to be awesome. But as I said, I'm very tired. So I'm ready to get off of here. So thank you so much. I love you guys. Good night. Good luck. And hey, take it easy. <laughs>